You're listening to the Rural Roundup for the latest news in agriculture from the Scottish Government's Farm Advisory Service. I'm Kerry Hammond, and today we're going to go straight to Tiffany McTaggart to fill you in on what you need to know in the rural sector. Today I'm going to give you some dates to remember. Don't miss the deadlines, mark them in your calendar. You have until the 30th of November to claim your Scottish Upland Sheep Support Scheme. You can claim online, which is quick and easy, or you can also claim by post. The animals you claim for must have been retained on your holding from the 1st of December 2021 through until the 31st of March 2022. The Scottish Suckler Beef Support Scheme helps to maintain herds at a level that sustains the commercial beef industry in Scotland. For calves born on your holding and kept for 30 days, you have until the 31st of December 2022 to submit your claim. For those of you with a current Agri-Environmental Climate Scheme contract and that have capital items scheduled for 2022, this work must be completed by the 31st of December. The closing date for making a capital claim for the 2022 scheme year is the 28th of February 2023. Capital claims made after this date will not be accepted. Finally, you only have a couple of weeks until AgriScot, taking place this year on the 16th of November. Doors open at 9am. Find a link in the show notes with more information. Thanks for listening. We popped into the Turriff and Air SAC Consulting offices to catch up with consultants George Chalmers and Robert Ramsey as they discuss AgriScot. Hi George, how's it going up the road? It's fine Robert, um, we're keeping ourselves very busy. It's wetter now than it's been for a long time, it's pretty wet underfoot, um, but yeah, it's great. We're down in the west here, we are not. Um, we don't focus too much on the wet because it's pretty much a constant and uh, yeah, the mud's certainly sticking again so the drought is over. Um, yes. Yep. There now. What's, what's, um, what are you busy with? Um, we're finding ourselves quite busy with carbon audits, um, soil sampling, and a lot of the other jobs that happen at this time of year as well. So um, we don't have to look too far. Yeah. And yourself, what are you up to yeah. just now? We are the same. There's a lot of carbon audits, a lot of folk you know, doing that baseline carbon audit that we're all discussing and are all talking about. And uh, yeah, a lot of farm advisory service stuff, which is great, a lot of FAS stuff. And then we've now got AgriScot, on the horizon as well so you know, Agri-Scott always takes a, a bit of time and it's a great a great day out as well I'm from up north uh, Robert I've never been to Agri-Scott um, never a, I, re- never I remember all. remember the winter fair uh, at Perth or I vaguely remember the winter fair and uh, but I've certainly never been to Agri-Scott so back in when I was at uni winter fair was the beef day and then Agri-Scott was very much the dairy day but that's really changed and so winter fair is a, a huge social day it's now at, at lanark market and again a real showcase of of the beef industry but or the commercial show sector as well but agri scott's become a lot more than just the, the dairy so a lot of folk i think still think it's a dairy show but while there's a dairy show at the back of it you know that um or at the heart of it there's a dairy show there's a phenomenal amount of business done across all, across all sectors um so yeah i would really i would fully recommend it as a as a day out, once you've got your carbon audits done, I think jump the, jump in the car and get down the road on the sixteenth of November and uh, see what it's all about. So, what's what's at it? What 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 can you see at it? Is it just like a normal show, or is it 
a bit more business like yeah so it's a funny day it's a it's a very business focused day so it's the day i think as a consultant a lot of us will go and you see an awful lot of people who are really keen to talk business talk all things money really it's not a huge it's a fair you know it's a you get a lot of farmers together it becomes a sociable day but it's not a big beer tent party day you know it's a it's a business day so what's at it everything you know you, there's there's all your uh, machinery stands trade stands a uh, we'll be there on on various stands a uh, across the uh, sec consulting stand and on to a uh, various farm advisory service and farming and water scotland stands there's there's a lot there and then the other thing that's emerging so there's, there's very good uh, seminars on the day and also it's the day when a lot of the a lot of awards announced on that day um so beef farmer of the year dairy farmer of the year uh, are the, the results of that are announced on the day and it's become quite a big accolade to win those competitions so for us it's really good to hear i think sec consulting are sponsoring the diversified farm of the year um so it's nice for us you know to be involved in that and and to be there and uh, but really it's a just an amazing showcase of the whole industry yeah and is there much stock there it's a lot of dairy cows there's a lot of um you know high-end show cows and certainly it'll be the biggest i think i'm right in saying it with the biggest show of dairy cows in scotland and and you probably include the north of england that you'd have in that you'd have to go to birmingham dairy day i think to see a bigger a a bigger show, show of dairy stock um but certainly it's yeah phenomenal phenomenal show of quantity but definite quality there'll be some world-class uh, dairy genetics on show that day as well and and is there lots of shiny toys available as well for for anybody who's looking to spend some money yeah all the fixed costs all the heavy metal disease uh, symptoms will be will be on show and available so uh, and then joking aside there'll be a lot of be a lot of business done you know there'll be a lot of people will be looking to change machinery upgrade be looking in technology and uh, taking a step forward that's one of those days it used to be here air show was the the show that you would go to back when my grandfather was farming he would go and buy you know or people would go and buy machinery at air show at the start of the season now that doesn't happen anymore because of lead-in times and because of waiting lists and things so it, it's it's probably this end of the year that people are looking to next year's harvest next year's um next season so there's an awful lot of business gets done and and certainly a lot of uh, good conversations happen because there's you know it's the kind of day that sows a lot of seeds as well so we see new and emerging technology coming forward and that's you know seeing these things when you see them in the flesh you then know what you're heading towards in the future yeah it, it sounds like the sort of event and and I know a lot of our agricultural shows and even the fat stock shows and that there is a, a big social element to them. However, from what you're seeing, um, you know, it, it, it is a business. You know, it's where you do business. Basically, there is there is a social element, the meeting of people, but uh, it, clearly, um, people are there to do work, do business. It, it feels like that. You know, it does have that business feel to it. Um, there will be a few sore heads the day after, you know, there's no doubt there's, there is a social element to the whole, to everything we do. And that's what I think one of the things that makes this industry and these events so good is there's, there's so much diversity in them. There's something in them for everybody. Um, but certainly I think if you were to summarize Agri-Scott, you would say it's a, 
it's a showcase of what we do and also a real business event where serious people go and do serious business. Definitely worth me taking a trip down the road then, is it? I would say it's compulsory, George. I'll see you there. <laughs> We're always busy hosting events, producing content, and finding opportunities to give timely advice and to help you grow your farming networks. If you're struggling to get good quality applicants to fill roles on your farms, we have a video of a recently held webinar available online now. Hear from Greenburn HR as they provide advice on how to design a job advert, where and how to advertise, and how to approach an interview. You can find the link to watch on demand whenever suits you in the show notes. On November the 8th, the Farm Advisory Service is hosting an on-farm event called Improving Silage Quality. What's it worth? This event will be held at the James Hutton Institute in Glensoch, and there's an option to attend either a morning or an afternoon session, whichever suits you best. Speakers include Donald Barry, the farm manager from Glensoch, Ian Hall, the Southwest Area Manager for Kelvin Cave, and Lorna McPherson, a dairy consultant from SAC Consulting. The event will focus on important management factors for making high quality silage and for minimizing nutritional losses in the field. If you'd like to book a place, you can find a link in the show notes. This week, I met Lorna McPherson, the dairy consultant who's running the event I just mentioned. So I asked her, what's on your desk, Lorna? Well, there's a lot of things going on at the moment. Um, so I'm a dairy consultant with the livestock team at SAC Consulting, and my background's in nutrition. So I do end up doing quite a bit of nutrition work at this time of year. Uh, there is a lot of requests for uh, ration work for dairy farms. So it's mainly dairy work that I do, but I also get involved in doing some beef nutritional work as well. So out on farm quite a bit at this time of year, speaking to farmers about their silage quality um, and trying to formulate rations for their stock for the winter. Uh, that's certainly quite challenging at the moment because feed prices are really high. There will be some farms that are going to be slightly short of forage as well, given the weather conditions we've had this summer. So certainly looking at costs is really important. We want to make sure that we're trying to feed livestock as cheaply as possible, but also making sure that the rations are balanced appropriately for the right level of performance. So that is one of the things that's keeping me busy at the moment. One of the other things that I get quite involved in is carbon footprinting work. So carbon footprinting and looking at reducing emissions is, is such a big part, I think, of all the consultants' work. Uh, now, you know, carbon footprinting and emissions, you know, that's, that's the buzzwords. And we've got to be seen to be trying to help farmers be more efficient uh, with their inputs and be more environmentally friendly. So I've just finished looking at a case study for a dairy farm in Northern Ireland as part of an agri-search project. Um, so this farm did a carbon footprint uh, for the year 2020. And on the back of those results, I've had to try and investigate what sort of areas or changes the farm could make to try and not only become more efficient, but also try and reduce uh, their emissions output as well. So one of the things I discussed with the farmer was 
trying to improve their silage quality. So at the moment, they only take three cuts of silage throughout the summer, um, and they're keen to try and improve the silage quality to produce more milk from forage. So we discussed the potential to take an extra cut um, with taking the first cut earlier in the season and trying to squeeze in a fourth cut later on. And we're hoping that that should improve silage quality, increase the energy content by about half a megajoule. And when I worked that out over the number of cows and um, the length of time that they feed silage for, we're looking at uh, an increase in milk output of just over 12,000 litres uh, for an 80 uh, cow herd. Um, and also looking at, we have to factor in as well, the increase in diesel requirements for making that extra cut of silage. But this looks like it would reduce um, the carbon footprint by around about 2%, which doesn't sound a lot. But if we can make small improvements in a few different areas, all these things do add up. Um, I've also been doing a carbon footprint recently for um, another dairy farm. Uh, and again, that's been really interesting to, to look at. And a lot of the farms, I say, um, are really quite efficient already. And sometimes it's difficult to find things that you can suggest for improvements. But one of the things that they have recently done is installed a new slurry lagoon. So they've increased their storage capacity with the idea that they can be more, I suppose, tailored in when they make their slurry applications. So they can do more applications in the spring when the uptake of nitrogen is better as opposed to having to spread through the winter. And also it will reduce fuel use by the contractor as well. So again, that has resulted in a small saving in their carbon footprint. So it's been really interesting to, to look at different businesses and see where potential savings and emissions can be made. And at the end of the day, if we reduce carbon footprint and emissions, then that usually means that there's an improvement in efficiency and hopefully that means more money for the farmer as well. So it's not all about carbon, it's about efficiency and uh, profitability as well. So they're all very closely linked. I wouldn't say I decided to work in agriculture as such when I was younger. Um, I always had an interest in animals and wanted to be a vet uh, when I was at school. Um, but ended up going down the route of animal science and specializing in nutrition. So I'm not from a farming background at all. So came into agriculture and animal science, uh, very green with no understanding of agriculture or livestock production systems at all. So it was a steep learning curve. But I did quite a bit of uh, farm experience as a student. I worked in a pig farm and also worked at uh, Mackey's Dairy Farm as well. So that really got me interested in dairy production. And after my degree in animal science, I went on to specialize uh, in dairy cow nutrition. Following my studies, and I, well, I did a PhD in dairy cow nutrition, I worked uh, for Norvi Animal Nutrition. So I worked for uh, an animal feed company based up in the northeast of Scotland. Um, and that was a really sort of good grounding in practical ration formulation and, and feeding of livestock. And they specialize in mineral nutrition. So um, mineral nutrition is something that I still have quite an interest in. Uh, I've worked for other feed companies uh, as well um, throughout the UK. And it was only just in the last six years that I joined SAC as an independent consultant. There's a lot of things I really enjoy about the job. I, I love the variety. I love the fact that I'm not stuck in an office every day. I like going around the countryside. I like seeing different farms, different systems. And as much as I love seeing animals and working with animals, I really enjoy working with the farming community and farmers as well. And hopefully um, I help them in their everyday jobs by giving them good advice. When I'm not working, I still very much enjoy being out in the rural landscape and the great outdoors. So my hobbies are hill walking, mountain biking and camping. So 
they all go really well together. And given the fact that we've had a fantastic summer of great dry weather and really sunny days, I've spent a lot of my time out in the hills, which has been great. For those out there that are listening, if you want any more information about carbon footprinting or any nutritional uh, advice uh, on livestock rations, whether it's dairy or beef, then you'll find my contact details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rural Roundup. I'll see you back here in a fortnight.